Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we will be discussing an article titled Tax Consequences of Weather-Related Sales. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by the author, Tina Barrett, who is the Executive Director of Nebraska Farm Business Incorporated. Thanks for joining me today, Tina. Sure. Tina, before we dive into talking about the article, tell us a little more about yourself and Nebraska Farm Business Incorporated, what the organization does, and your role there. I grew up on a farm in central Nebraska, um, and after graduating from college, I started working with farm business, so that's kind of been my my whole career. Um, but what we do at Farm Business is work with Nebraska farms and ranches in the financial aspects of their business. So we do anything from accounting and tax work to financial analysis, where we're looking at things more on an accrual basis and, and the true earnings of a business. So we get to wear a little bit of both of those uh, from the financial side as well as the tax side. So Tina, in this article, you wrote about a topic that's going to impact producers in Nebraska, and that's the issue of tax-related sales, where sales of livestock or grain have been forced due to the flooding that occurred this past spring. Share with us a little more about this topic and what producers should be aware of if they want to look at using one of these tools. So this is actually an article I wrote several years ago for drought issues, and it just kind of had the same issues apply for flooding. And so it just kind of had to uh, dust it off. So if you're familiar with the rules and how it applies to drought, um, it's going to be the same way for this flooding issue. So could definitely flip the switch this year on which one we're talking about. But the, these deferrals are, are separate from most tax laws. So we, we've got a couple of them that we can talk about. But either way, you need to be a cash basis taxpayer and your normal business practice would need to be to sell that livestock or grain in the year following production. And so, you know, we've got some different tests and different things that, that have to happen there. But both of those things are, are pretty common for most cash basis taxpayers. Talk about the different deferrals and how producers should maybe think about those and how use of those might be impacted based on your operations. The first deferral is just a one-year deferral. That works for any type of livestock, whether that's draft, dairy, breeding, or feeding livestock. And again, got to have that cash basis. You got to have that ability to show that you would have normally sold it in the following year. And we have to be able to show that the, the weather conditions caused the area to be declared a disaster area for federal assistance. And so if we look at the FEMA map, uh, we've got pretty much every county, I think there's one county in Nebraska that does not qualify because it's your county or one next to you. Um, So even if your county wasn't declared a, a disaster area, but the one that borders you does, then that counts. So we've got those things that we need to have in place. But that's just an election that you make on your 2019 tax return. You'll have to do some calculations or have your tax repair do some calculations of saying, I normally sell 50 head of calves. This year I had to sell 80. And so that 30 head would be what you could defer. So let's say we're in a scenario where I normally sell my calves after the first of the year, but due to flooding, I have less forage feed available and I need to sell those calves, say in October of 2019, where normally I'd sell them in January, February of 2020. That's where this tool comes into place? It is, because what you're going to have on a cash basis is you're going to have your 18, your 17, or sorry, your 18 calf crop born in January of 18, or sold in January of 19, and your 19 calf crop sold in October. So you've got two calf crops in the one year. So it's not going to be perfect, but it's mostly going to be that entire check will be allowed to be deferred. But we do have to do some calculations. 
what if I get into a situation where I need to sell breeding stock? Let's say because of this event, I need to depopulate the herd and I'm selling breeding cows or, or mature cows. How does that impact this? Or yeah. is that any different? It is. So we still have the one year deferral with breeding. So even if you just had to liquidate now, but you plan on, on purchasing back next year, you can do that one year deferral and, and that'll be okay. Or if you just called extra in this year and that would be kind of what you would have called next year, that one year deferral is going to work for you. But we do have an option with breeding livestock to do a four year deferral. And so that gives us four years to replace that animal and basically use our old trade in rules. So, you know, we talked last year when, with the new Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, we can't trade equipment anymore and have that be a deferred tax liability, but we can do that in a casually lost situation. So, so this, we still kind of can think about our old rules for that. So basically, if you ended up having to liquidate your herd today and in three years, you were, it was when the conditions were right to be able to replace them. The gain that you would recognize here in 2019 would just kind of sit there until you replace that herd and then you would reduce your basis in the herd by that gain. So, you know, that gives us the ability to not worry about that now. It's also something we want to think about because it's not always the right answer. Um, again, just, you know, thinking through with your tax preparer, some of the other options, because again, if you've got a raised breeding livestock herd, that's capital gains income, depending on your other income, you might be able to get that recognized at 0% or maybe maybe 15%, depending on all your other income. And then you would have the ability, when you purchase the new animals, that would be regular depreciation, which would offset both ordinary income and self-employment taxes. So, you know, we may want to use this and maybe something that we want to look at just going ahead and, and looking at a different option. So something to be aware of uh, that's certainly an option. It's maybe not the right answer for everybody. So if I understand what you're saying correctly, Tina, really producers need to visit with their tax account and really think through individually what's the situation, look at the different scenarios, and then think through is this deferral option something they should engage in and utilize or maybe let pass by? Right, right. And again, you don't have to make that decision until you're doing your 2019 tax return. So, you know, we've got some time to do that. And, you know, for those areas that were really hard hit, and again, this was something that came out of those extended years of drought. If after four years, it's still not feasible to, to replace that herd, then we have some additional options that we could actually take that income, maybe invest it into a tractor or something else. We can't invest it in land. But um, I'm, I'm not guessing that the situation we have this year is going to lead to that. But some of those harder hit areas, you know, where uh, we had a lot of destruction to the ground could potentially take a while to, to fully come back. Anything else you'd like to highlight, Tina, as we point towards wrapping this up? You know, I think I think, again, the big thing is, is it's it's a good if this is really affecting you, it's it's a good time to go talk to your tax preparer now. Don't wait until the end of the year, because there's a lot of things going on, especially if you are in a hard hit area where you also have property damage and pasture damage and, and we're replacing fences and all these other things that are going on. Cause there's a lot of tax laws out there when it comes to the casualty losses that, um, that everybody in the, in the tax world is needing to brush up on right now because there's lots of things going on. So, you know, making that appointment with your tax preparer and making sure that uh, you work through lots of options is going to be really important. Thanks for joining me today, Tina. Mm-hmm. For more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the June issue of the Beef Watch newsletter. That can be found at the beef.unl.edu website. The title of the article is Tax Consequences of Weather-Related Sales. I also would encourage you to visit the Nebraska Farm Business Incorporated website and see the service they offer there. 
The website is nfbi.net.